Today, we recap the NL Central's offseason and how people are projecting the 2024 season to go with Thomas Govain from RedbirdRants.com. This is Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Hafford, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou, with a lifetime Cardinals fan, and I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter, X, at J.D. Sports Radio. Follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. We want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day, free and available wherever you get your podcasts, and we're also available on YouTube. Thank you for joining us there. Make sure when you come by, you like, subscribe, and comment so you can interact with us. Be sure to hit the notification button so you don't miss out on any of the new episodes when they get posted because we're in full swing now, people. Five days a week at the least, uh, sometimes even more. We know we spring training coming up next week. Who knows how many times we're going to be posting things throughout the week. So uh, don't miss out on any of that because this is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers, you can join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. So before we get into today's episode, we want to wish everyone out there a very happy Super Sunday. I- I'm quite happy that I I, I was praying that our friend Thomas Govain was going to be able to make it from RedbirdRants.com. Very gracious of you to join us today on what is a, essentially an American holiday, right, Thomas? So I uh, appreciate you being here. Um, I know who you're rooting for because if you don't know this about Thomas, uh, he, he lives in the Kansas City area. So I know you're pulling for the Chiefs tonight, and our household is in agreement, buddy. We, we are pro-Chiefs, the wife, huge Taylor Swift fan. I know she doesn't <laughs> care so much about what's going on the field as much like she loves football, but she she's a Bengals fan. So uh, but she is pulling for the Chiefs. We, we've got some love for the Kelsey's. Uh, we also love the Taylor Swift. But my younger brother also lives in Kansas City. So we are pro Kansas City tonight good. along with you, my friend. Good, good. Yeah, it should be fun in the city. It's electric right now. So it's exciting. Uh, are you going anywhere for the game? Or are you going to chill out at home and do it, do it the safe way with the family? Well, we've got two young kids. We're going to go to a house that has other young kids and just throw them all in the basement together. Let them play and we'll hang out upstairs. Get down in the dungeon, kids. Go do that. Daddy and mom are watching football. All right. Well, uh, I'm predicting a a Chiefs title win again tonight. Back to back is what I think they're going to do because I've learned my lesson. You don't bet against Patrick Mahomes. You just don't do it. It's the smart thing. So uh, something else we can agree on is that we are pro Cardinals as well. And I wanted to focus today on the offseason moves by not only the Cardinals, but also the other teams in the division. You know the old saying, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. So <laughs> why not keep everybody informed? Because things get lost in the shuffle. People are busy, and they don't realize all the different transactions that have taken place with all the other teams in the division. So we're going to let our, our loyal Locked on Cardinals fans uh, know what happened outside of the Redbirds this offseason. Now, you can read this full article at RedbirdRants.com. Thomas been a busy guy, dude. You've been putting up a lot of stuff recently, so I encourage you all to go check out all of the different articles that he's got, but we're going to focus on this one today. First and foremost, let's start with the Cardinals. Um, we know that they've revamped their pitching staff. That was the the number one thing they wanted to accomplish this offseason. 
They have done it. Uh, some people argue that they haven't done it well enough, but they did go out and get three new starters, a bunch of new bullpen arms to uh, kind of revamp that whole thing. Which overhaul are you more impressed with when it comes to the Cardinals? Are you more impressed with what they did with the, the rotation or the bullpen? I'd probably say the rotation. Um, a, starting pitchers have a lot more impact on the game than relievers do, so that alone helps. But they added three guys who are all reliable, will probably all pitch 170-plus innings. And while you may not like those innings out of two of the guys, they're at least 170 innings, and you know what you're getting out of them. Probably the most important aspect of it would be the clubhouse culture. That's something that Mo's been harping on for the entire offseason to bring in guys like Lance Lynn, Kyle Gibson, Sonny Gray, who immediately provide a boost to the clubhouse culture is essential. And then we got a true ace. For the last three years, there's been maybe 15 pitchers better than Sonny Gray. So he is an ace on most starting staffs in the major leagues. Yeah, and a lot of people will play play down the the sunny gray sign they're like well he's really kind of a number two and i'm like on what staffs like yeah, yeah. there's maybe the like Yankees, three or like... four yeah that he might be a number two you know the dodgers i understand that but on a, most staffs he is your number yeah. one and he was the number one for a team that went to the playoffs last year in the minnesota twins so I, i'm all on board the sunny gray train i think people are really underestimating how important he's going to be this year and how good he actually is now let's get into some of the other teams that you got. Again, the article, we're going to uh, link it down in the show notes and in the comment section down below. So you can click on that and go straight to it uh, when you're watching this. But uh, let's get into, into like the other teams, some of the changes they've made. We're going to start with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, not any huge subtractions, really. They didn't have a lot of people to really get rid of, but they've added uh, a couple of notable names that people will be familiar with. Uh, Aroldis Chapman. Uh, Marco Gonzalez, former Cardinals draft pick, Rowdy Telez, Martin Perez. These are some moves that uh, aren't that bad, to be honest. Uh, what were your thoughts on the Pittsburgh Pirates moves this offseason? If those were moves that a team like the Dodgers or the Yankees were making these fringe moves, they would be amazing. But for a team like the Pirates, who really needed to boost in many areas, I think they're just holding off at the moment. I really wouldn't be surprised if Aroldis Chapman's traded sometime in July or August for a couple of prospects. Um, Rowdy Telez just seems to be filling a space. I think Martin Perez and Marco Gonzalez are really interesting. Uh, the Pirates pitching staff is probably a little bit underrated, especially with Mitch Keller at the top, and then those two provide some good depth to it. But it feels like they're just holding off in the NL Central right now. And I, off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you what the contract situations are for all of those guys, but we know how the Pirates go. If yeah. – uh, they're in contention. Maybe they add one smaller piece or something. But if they're out of it, man, they're shipping people off left and right. Yeah. You look at those names, Chapman, Gonzalez, Perez. Those are guys that more than likely, barring the the Pirates doing something that a lot of people aren't predicting them to do, uh, are probably going to be trade pieces when mm -hmm. it comes down to the trade deadline. And we know the Cardinals, if, if they go on to do what people think they're going to do this year, that uh, maybe those are some names that we should keep yeah. an eye on. And uh, just kind of keep to the side here as possibilities, because you know how they uh, they were able to make a trade just a, a couple of years ago mm -hmm. with uh, with the Pirates, and uh, that worked out nicely. So uh, we're going to move on here in just a bit. We're going to talk about the Milwaukee Brewers. They won the division last year, but oh boy, have they made some major <laughs> changes to their starting rotation. We're going to talk Cubs. We're going to talk Reds. It's all coming up with Thomas Govain from RedbirdRants.com on Locked on Cardinals. 
You know, after the holidays, we could all use a little extra cash. I know uh, we're still just in the month of February, but, uh, you know, we've got Valentine's Day is another holiday that you're probably spending a little bit of money. But anytime you can have extra cash, it's a good thing. So make sure you're getting cash back on all of your everyday purchases with Ibotta. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop. And they do it on hundreds of different items from groceries, which is obviously a big deal on a day like today. Uh, what about beauty supplies or kids? We brought up uh, kids a little bit ago. Uh, you can get cash back on toys. So you can make sure you're you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $145 per year. And that could cover you know the cost of an entire shopping trip. It could get you a flight. If you've been eyeing one up to, to get out of the coldness of the Midwest right now, uh, maybe you want to spend that on going to see Sunny Gray and the Cardinals this year. You can do it. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much, but with Ibotta, just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and you get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card. So go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use the code Locked on MLB when you register because Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using that code locked on MLB. That's Ibotta, I B O T T A, in the Google Play or App Star, and then use the code locked on MLB. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day. With the local experts of Locked On, plus we've got our national shows, which are covering every single league. So you're going to head over to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube, and then you subscribe. Hit that button. Be a part of the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. And again, thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. Leave your comments on YouTube as well as on Twitter X. Anytime you want, feedback always welcome and encouraged. Uh, you can find Thomas Govain uh, at his handle there, Thomas, T-H-O-M-A-S, and then Govain is G-A-U-V-A-I-N. You can find him on Twitter. He would love to chit-chat with you about all of his different articles on RedbirdRants.com. We're uh, talking about one here today. We're talking about the recap of the offseason for the NL Central as a whole. Uh, we've talked Pirates. We know what the Cardinals have done. Let's get into the team that won the division last year, the Milwaukee Brewers. But we should have to tell you that they have made some changes to the starting rotation, some major changes. They're two top guns, Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, no longer Milwaukee Brewers. What are some other things that they've done this year, Thomas? And what are your thoughts on what they're going to be like here in 2024? Yeah, I think the biggest moves – it starts with Corbin Burns, but then beside that, it's more off-field stuff. I mean, they lost their general manager, David Stearns, to the New York Mets. Craig Council was pulled over to the Cubs. And then Jackson Churio received his massive eight-year contract without even seeing a major league inning. So I think those off-field moves could be the most impactful long-term for the Brewers. It also just feels like they're sending mixed messages. I mean, you sign bats, which is what they've been needing for the last three years, with Jake Bowers, Reese Hoskins, and then you trade off your you trade off your best starting pitcher and you don't tender a contract to your second best starting pitcher. It's pretty mixed messages. You fill holes, but then you create new ones at the same time. Yeah. And it, it shocked me when the Corbin Burns trade went down because it seemed like they had decided, you know what, we're going to hang on to him. Let's mm -hmm. sign Reese Hoskins. Let's put another thumper there in the middle of this order. And we've got at least Corbin Burns. You got a Freddie Peralta. He's still got a really good one, two punch there. And then, Boom. They, they yeah. ship Burns to the Baltimore Orioles. And a lot of people, including myself, underwhelmed by the return that they got there. Mm -hmm. Not that the guys they got are, are like bad prospects or anything like that. 
I just assumed they were going to get more. I just thought yeah. it was going to be a lot more than it really, really was. So um, kind of a shocking move there. And uh, the loss of Craig Council, I, I they're attack. I'm always the guy that's like, hey, if you got good players, you're probably going to be a good manager because mm-hmm. you can put these guys out there and they go, they play the game and they're really good. But Craig Council, <laughs> certainly one of those managers in all of baseball that is actually a difference maker in the dugout. Yeah, he absolutely is. Um, he seems to connect to players pretty well. He was a player himself, so he understands the ins and outs of the in the day day to day stuff that players go through. And I think there was an interview on Foul Territory with Corbin Burns, and he was even stunned by the trade too when they talked to him about it. So it everything they've been doing has just been confusing, I think, for Brewers fans especially. Yeah, if I was a fan, I'd be like, "What? What are we doing? I'm not sure. Yeah. Are we staying? Are we going? What, what are we trying to work on here? Because usually, when you get caught doing that two step, it's a failure because yeah. you don't know what direction you're really going into. You can't bank on the future and then go out and trade away all your veterans, but then go sign a couple. Like it, it's just weird. Yeah. You're, you're exactly right. It's just just odd, odd yeah. stuff going on in Milwaukee. Uh, Some people are scratching their heads about the next team, the Chicago Cubs, which is the team that Craig Council left the Brewers to go be the new manager, which is a a huge move for them. But they haven't done a whole lot other than that. Like when as far as when we think Chicago, you think, all right, big budget. They're going to sign some big names. They got a couple of guys, but they never made that huge move in free agency that we thought was going to happen. And as of right now, they don't have Cody Bellinger on that team either. Yes. Yeah. They, they swapped out Marcus Stroman for Shotanaga. They swapped out Jamer Candelario for Michael Bush, but then there's nobody to replace Cody Bellinger. And even last year, it felt like they were just one starting pitcher away. So now they've got two holes with Cody Bellinger and then another starting pitcher. And there's not going to be a lot of Cardinals fans that feel sorry for them. I'm still <laughs> waiting a move. Like they've got to do something, whether it's uh, bringing in Matt Chapman to play third. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's still a move to be made for the Cubs. But I mean, we're getting late in the game here. Yeah. You know, spring and- training is next week for most of the teams. And we as Cardinal fans have seen when you wait too long and then you try to bring people into spring training late, like they usually just, it's just odd for them. It's yeah. their schedules are off. And things don't usually work out very well for those types of players. So um, we'll see if they end up making any other major moves, whether Cody Bellinger comes back or not. Uh, but I I don't know. I'm, I'm as confused as anybody, just like the Cubs fans, about why they haven't done more this offseason with uh, the, you know, the flexibility they have in payroll and with their new manager, Craig Council, coming in. It's now amazing. a team that yeah. now a team that surprised everybody last year. Nobody. Nobody expected the Cincinnati Reds to be a winning team. They come out of nowhere and win 82 games last year and shock everybody. They they fight, get very close to a playoff spot. They don't make it, but they've got so much youth on that team. And with the NL Central kind of being in flux because, you know, the Cardinals are coming off a down year. Milwaukee and Chicago, obviously, <laughs> we're, we're scratching our heads on what they're doing. This could be a division that the Reds could attack and take a hold of. Mm-hmm. What have they done this offseason that uh, has impressed you or has disappointed you as far as trying to make bold moves to, you know, take over this NL Central in 2024? They've really impressed me. I think they've added the most players out of any other team in the Central, except for maybe us and the Cardinals. Um, they've got two starting pitchers with Emil- or Nick Martinez and Frankie Montas. They shored up the bullpen with Emilio Pagan. And Brent Suter, they brought Jamer Candelario over 
So they've added true, real MLB players, and some of them pretty talented. You know, the infield gets pretty crowded. That's It seems like all of their prospects that have come up in the last year or could come up this year are shortstop second baseman. But shortstops, you can move to center field, to third base. You can find places for them. So I think that the Reds are actually one of the scariest teams next year. They've got Nick Lodolo and Hunter Green in the rotation, Andrew Abbott, Graham Ash. Like they've got a lot of guys who can pitch. They may not be healthy all the time, but when you have seven guys who can all pitch 120 innings, you fill it in eventually. Yeah, and uh, I think they did a good job of bringing in veteran presence because we know Joey Votto no longer there, who was the uh, big remaining veteran from the previous regime that was, you know, of when the the Reds were actually good. Um, you know, you look at their additions like Nick Martinez and Frankie Montas and uh, Brent Suter. It's funny because if the Cardinals brought those guys in, our fan base would lose their minds. Would lose their minds. Like, what are you doing? And then when the Reds do it, though. Seems like a good fit. <laughs> it doesn't seem so bad for them. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, the Reds, that's, that's all about they're also, they're also a team, as you mentioned, they've got all these these young players who you know play a lot of similar positions where it's mm-hmm. short, second. They just signed Jonathan India to a two-year extension. There's still a lot of chatter that maybe they make a push to go get a Dylan Cease to uh, really shore up that starting rotation, which would really piss Cardinals fans off if they were able to pull off a trade. But they got a lot of young guys that Noel B. Marte, Ellie De La Cruz, Matt McClain, uh, Christian Encarnacion Strand, uh, Spencer Steer. I mean, these guys are all young dudes. Like, they're uh, most of them were rookies last year. And they're all available right now to be moved in case because they've got so much depth. But because they've stunk for so long, Thomas. That's really how it is, too, because that's the other thing. Cardinals fans have to realize, they're like, well, how come we don't have the talent as this? Yes, some of it is development and drafting properly. The other side of it, too, is when you're drafting in the top five year after year after, you better have a good good farm system eventually because you're getting the cream of the crop each and every year where the Cardinals are drafting at the the back end of the first round Mm -hmm. most of the time. So to pull off some of the... Uh, drafts that they've had and uh, to hit on guys like a Jordan Walker. So late draft, that's pretty darn good considering where the Cardinals are normally drafting. Yeah. It's amazing what a top 10 pick can get you compared to a back 10 pick. And, the yeah, and guess what? The Reds got the second overall pick again, even when they that's, weren't supposed yeah, to get right. yeah, we, we, winning we, we the stupid lottery them. and uh, hitting big and getting that second overall pick. So we're going to have another one right. coming up at some point here in the near future. But uh, certainly I, I would be in full agreement with you that as far as who am I the most scared of when it comes to what these teams have done this offseason, the Reds have certainly caught my eye and uh, definitely have the most upside uh, as far as going into 2024 and beyond because, again, they're all young. They're all young. Um, now that we have the comings and goings of the teams in the division, how will the division play out? There's been some projections put out there. We've talked about Pakota here on Locked on Cardinals, but we're going to get Thomas Govain's thoughts from RedbirdRants.com about these projections and what he thinks will happen coming up next on Locked on Cardinals. Happy Super Sunday to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And if you're like most people, Super Bowl Sunday, it's about finding the best seed on the couch at home. Perhaps you're going out for it, but... You want to go and be where you can watch the game in the most comfortable situation for you. You want the best snacks. You want the best beverages. And, of course, 
wouldn't hurt to earn a little bit of money on the side as well. And that's where FanDuel comes in. Not only can you bet on who's going to win Super Bowl 58 between the Chiefs and the 49ers, Thomas and I have told you, we think it's going to be the Chiefs, but the line has shifted and some people are starting to think Chiefs as well. The line is now 49ers still favored, but they lost a point only by one and a half. Uh, FanDuel also has a lot of different bets for, you know, particular players. Uh, who's going to score touchdowns for the for the Chiefs? Obviously, Kelsey Pacheco, obviously big, uh, big bets on them. But you've also got for the 49ers, Debo Samuel, George Kittle. Christian uh, Christian McCaffrey. How many points will be scored? Over under is dropped. It's now at 46 and a half. Uh, there's things on field goals you can bet. Uh, will Debo get a scoring and uh, get a rushing and a receiving touchdown? All kinds of different things. Obviously, you can bet on the quarterbacks, Purdy, Mahomes. New customers, get in on it by joining today. Get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. All you have to do is visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on sports today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering each league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Once again, Thomas Govain from RedbirdRants.com joining us here today to talk about the NL Central. Um, None of us can see the future as far as I know. Thomas, I don't know if you have that ability. I do not. But there are some publications, thank you for clarifying, but there are some publications that like to project normally with some decent accuracy on how things are going to go during the upcoming season and to the shock and dismay of many fans of the other teams in the NL Central, specifically the Reds fans, who are very worked up about this. Who are these projections saying? I just want you to say it because I've already done this before. I'm going to sit back and listen. Who are these projections saying we'll take the division this year, Thomas? Let's hear it. Both Pakoda and Fangraphs have the Cardinals. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. So what are some of the things that they're saying? Uh, you've gone through the numbers and you've uh, kind of analyzed things. What is it about the Cardinals that these projections are saying are making them the favorites to win this division? It's the floor of the team, I would imagine. Uh, it's been raised with Sonny Gray, Lance Lynn, Kyle Gibson in the bullpen. Um, we do have aging stars in Goldschmidt and Arnado, but they both had a terrible years last year that didn't seem in line with where their careers have been. So I think the floor of the team is significantly higher. Uh, projection systems typically like veteran players because they have a longer track record to go off of. Mm-hmm. And so that limits the variability as opposed to like the Reds or the Pirates who have a lot of youth. Cardinals have a lot of age. So our players are more easily projected. And I mean, I, I'm i not going to disagree with them because obviously we like to hear that the Cardinals are going to be good. Um I'm usually a positive guy, so it doesn't surprise me mm-hmm. that they would think guys like Lance Lynn are going to have bounce back years. Like they're not predicting him to be what he was last year or worse. So that's going to be much better than what you got out of Adam Wainwright last year. Mm-hmm. You know, Jack Flaherty was always a wild card. You never knew what the hell you were going to get there. Kyle Gibson is about as solid and normal as you're going to get. <laughs> like he just does his thing and he's off the mound. Like yep. he's not spectacular. But he doesn't normally get his you know head bashed in. He gives up a lot of hits and stuff, but he doesn't get killed very often. Mm-hmm. You know, Sonny Gray, if he continues to be the guy that we've seen over the last five years with uh, the Reds and the Twins, 
is an absolute ace. Second in the Cy Young last year, guys. I, I mean, people think it was like a fluke, and it really wasn't. The, the, just because the win total didn't blow your mind, go look at the other numbers. Like, there's more to pitching than the win total. Just because his team didn't actually score enough runs that day doesn't make him suck as a pitcher. Like, he was really, really good, mm-hmm. finishing second to Garrett Cole, who was incredible last year. So um, I'm cool with these projections. Um I, I'm interested to see how the injuries to guys like Donovan and Edmund, you know, those are things that I'm a, I'm a little bit worried about because we just don't know yet. You know, spring training, it'll be here in a, in, on Tuesday, and we'll start to hear more about how those injuries have progressed. Uh, but, you know, I'm interested in that. Um, Alec Burleson, you know, what what's his role going to be this year? What are we going to get from Matt Carpenter? How's Edmund going to be in center field? There's a lot of questions yeah. about this Cardinals team. Don't get us wrong. But – there's a lot of veteran stuff, as you mentioned, that would make these projections and these places that are projecting this trust the Cardinals a little bit more than uh, some of these other teams in the division. And uh, I am here for it because I think it's cool. All yeah. right. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about uh, another article that you put out recently. Uh, and it's always fun to come through. I don't think there's much room for the Cardinals to make any more moves right now. I think they're pretty much set and ready to roll. But does it doesn't mean we can't talk about some of the remaining free agents that are still out there. Shockingly, you've got the NL Cy Young Award winner, Blake Snell, still out there. Former Cardinal Jordan Montgomery, still out there. Cody Bellinger, as we mentioned. These are guys, obviously, that uh, in the article you talk about, because sure, it would be fun to have all three of those guys (laughs) on the roster. Is it going to happen? No, probably not. But uh, there are some other names that you've mentioned. Uh, You brought up some former Cardinals like Colton Wong, Brad Miller, Trevor Rosenthal, who, yeah, they could they could find uh, spots on this roster in uh, different smaller roles at some point or another. But there are two names that you brought up that uh, I'm quite interested in. The first one is a guy that we probably won't see play here in 2024, but it is former Brewer Brandon Woodruff. Yeah, and let me preface this. This article was purely for fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have no roster room. In some <laughs> cases, we have no financial room for these guys. But some of the guys, like even Zach Grinke, it'd just be fun to see him as a Cardinal. Mm-hmm. But for Brandon Woodruff, he has a lot more utility, I think, uh, if not this year, at least the following year. Uh, he had the lowest career, career ERA for a Brewers pitcher at 3.1. He has been a stud for them. And to pair him with Sonny Gray in 2025, would be fantastic for our rotation. I think Ken Rosenthal back in November, he said that the, a two-year contract right around $30 million seems reasonable for him. So if that's the going price for an ace and we just swallow $15 million of it for 2024 and take it next year, I think that's perfectly fine. Yeah, and um, I some of the projections that we saw early in the offseason obviously were way off because people were talking yeah. about Yamamoto at you know, eh, 170, whatever, dude. <laughs> so the demand for starting pitching, if he comes out and is healthy and is throwing very, very well like he was with the Brewers before he went down with the shoulder problem, I I feel like the demand for him is going to be monstrous yeah. because nobody's got to give up anything to get no. him. There's no draft picks or anything stuck to him. Like he's just going to be free to do whatever he wants to do. So it no. wouldn't surprise me because I was going through the numbers and Burns has been more dominant the last like three, maybe four mm-hmm. years, pretty much the last three though. But as a whole, Brandon Woodruff has actually had better numbers than, yeah. than Corbin Burns had. So um, 
I think he's going to be very high in demand when uh, he does become available. I don't know if the Cardinals are going to get into a bidding war with these other big market teams. We saw how it went this offseason with some of these guys, but you never know. Maybe, maybe he has like a sunny gray type of feel to him. And it's just like, look, I want to be there. And that just is the place I'll feel more comfortable at. So perhaps that'll be a thing. Uh, another name that you brought up, which, uh, you know, we just love giving our locked on reds guys, <laughs> something to talk about. And, uh, it's just fun to needle them a little bit, but you brought up uh, probably future hall of famer, Joey Votto, who still has not signed anywhere yet. You said he might be a fun addition for the Cardinals. I would love to see this happen because it would send all of the Reds fans into complete chaos. Yes. And in the same way we signed Albert Pujols two years ago to hit against lefties, we could sign Joey Votto to hit against righties. And that's about all we need him to do. It It would sting the Reds. He could come in late in games and hit against a right-handed reliever that we've struggled against historically, and it'd just be fun. He doesn't strike out very often, and he walks pretty often, so that's a good combination on the field. But aside from that, he's a 20-year veteran of the league. His social media presence is hilarious. It'd be fun to see him. Yeah, and and again, this is for fun as we talk about this because these are guys who are still out there without contracts. So, hey, you know, and I'll throw them a bone, give them a phone call. In the past, Joey Votto has uh, not said the nicest things about the St. Louis Cardinals because he's been a rival of them for a long time. So it would be It'd be crazy to see him with the birds on the bat on his chest. Uh, I actually did it on uh, MLB The Show once to send to some of my buddies in Cincinnati, and I they lost their minds. They're like, stop it, knock it off. I'm just like, whoa, well, it's a video game, bro. Calm yeah. down. Couldn't imagine what their reaction would be right. if it actually happened in real life. But you can read all of these different articles from Thomas at redbirdrants.com. You can find him on Twitter X right now at Thomas Govain. Once again, that's spelled uh, G A U. V-A-I-N. So uh, don't be shy. Feel free to talk to Thomas uh, when it comes to baseball and to the Cardinals and uh, probably about the Chiefs today. I'm sure he's going to be I don't know how much uh, social media presence you'll have being, uh, you know, watching the game as focused as you will be being a Kansas City person. But uh, either way, give him a follow. Check out RedbirdRants.com and uh, make sure you guys read all the articles that uh, Thomas and the rest of the great staff there at RedbirdRants.com has to offer. So thank you guys for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. If you haven't already, give us a follow. We're here too on Twitter, LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. Like and subscribe on YouTube to help our channel and love for the Cardinals grow. Thomas, appreciate you making some time to uh, stop by in here and talk some baseball with us on this Super Sunday, man. All right. Thanks for having me, JD. All right. Good luck to your Chiefs. You're the best fans in baseball for a reason. We'll see you next time on Locked on Cardinals.